welcoming lacrosse fans to the Utah Lax Report podcast. I'm your host, Tim Haslam. My guest on the show today is Green Canyon head coach, Troy Oldham. We talked a lot about his time playing at Utah State in the 80s, coaching at Skyview, winning a championship there, coaching at Utah State, and all the different things that he's done for Cache Valley Lacrosse and helping to grow the sport there. I really enjoyed talking to Coach. He's one of my favorite coaches in the community, uh, mainly because he's always responsive to my emails, which I greatly appreciate. And so I hope that you enjoy this episode. Of course, it's made possible by Tribal West Lacrosse, Miners Town Strength and Conditioning, and Salty Lacrosse. Be sure to check out their websites as I linked into the description. And also be sure to subscribe and follow and like and do all those fun things uh, so that we can continue to build this thing together. Hope you enjoy the show. Welcome to the show, Coach. How are you? I'm good. Thank you, Tim. Appreciate you having me on. Yeah, thanks for joining me tonight. Uh, you know, a special episode. You're, you're one of my favorite coaches. You've been around the game for a long time. Um, mainly, mainly, Troy, I love you because when I send out crazy emails, you actually respond to them, which a lot of coaches don't. So I appreciate that. Yeah, I was kind of classically trained working in a software company. If you didn't respond within half a day, they would send the cops out at you thinking <laughs> that you were, you were missing. So sure. It's, it, it's uh, just conditioned into me, but no, and I appreciate that. And I've, I've followed you, I think since the first time we met and um, I've loved what you've done for uh, lacrosse in Utah. It's been, it's been really cool. Like, I think you've, you kind of filled a vacuum where there wasn't a whole lot of communication going on about what was going on in the state at, you know, college and high school level. And you've, you've brought that together, which has been really cool. Our, I know our players, they watch, they, they wait for it when it comes out, they, they comment on it, they send stuff back and forth in social media. So it's, it's being consumed. Um, and, and it's, it's, it's pretty cool what you've done. So thank you for having me on. Yeah. Thanks for that. I, that's exactly why I started, you know, covering lacrosse because there wasn't, wasn't that. And there are times Troy where I actually think, you know, uh, maybe I'm, I'm hindering it you know, maybe out other outlets would pick it up if I stopped, but I, I kind of don't want to put that to the test. So. Yeah, no, I don't think you do a great <laughs> job. And, and, and even when we start getting closer to the playoffs and stuff, it's, it's probably one of the most read pieces of email, um, you know, especially uh, the boys and then the parents, the parents are really consuming it. We, so, you know, we also share it out with our, to our parents uh, email. So every time it comes in, we pop it out to, you know, one, 200 people on an email string and encourage them to follow it as well. Very cool. Very cool. Let's, uh, let, let's start from the beginning though, Troy, when, when did you start playing lacrosse? Um, well, back, back in the olden days in the eight, I graduated in the eighties and from high school and there really wasn't any uh, teams, um, at least not in Cache Valley. And so we had a, we had a, uh, a guy that moved into the neighborhood. He had three boys and his name was Staub and he had played back East, I think. And so he had a bag of sticks and balls and helmets and stuff. And he'd throw them out on the, out in the field and um, you know, at a local park and would play a little bit, but nothing organized until I played at Utah state um, played there for three years, uh, you know, it's club ball. Um, but um, a lot of my friends I, who I played football with um, at Logan high school uh, were picking it up um, and it kind of just fell in love with it. And, and in those days, you know, I know that, you know, like Utah had a team, BYU had a team. What, what other teams do you remember playing? Any, any cool road trips that you remember? Um, we played, yeah. So Weber had a team at the time, um, actually a pretty good team. Um, and then um, trying to think who else. We, we didn't do a lot of travel because it was, you know, pretty much student funded. And um, 
God, I'm trying to think. BYU might have been the furthest we played uh, that we traveled uh, at the time. There was a uh, – I don't think West Mini was playing at the time, but I do remember several games with Utah, BYU, uh, Weber. Um, and, uh, yeah, I, gosh, I'm sure there's others, but I, I kind of forgot. And, and then, uh, you know, as we chatted before, you, you graduate from college and actually end up at a, at a university in Arizona. And, and that, te- that school didn't have lacrosse. So you, you tried and, and, and went and played with Arizona State for a while. I, I did kind of incognito um, and practiced with them until the season started. And then um, one of their, uh, I think their AD was like going through the list and realized I, I was a, a student at the other school. So asked me if I'd not come back, but and so that was kind of the end of it. I played rugby for a couple of years in this international school I went to and got my master's degree in and then uh, moved to, Fe- to Seattle to take a job with Microsoft. And there was a men's league I played in a little bit, but, you know, starting out new job and, um, you know, the practices were halfway across uh, Puget Sound and um, it just got too much. So I thought I was kind of done and, and um, kind of gave it up in like the early 90s. And, and then, and then as, as, you know, lacrosse kind of leaves your life for a little bit, you're, you're bouncing around, even spending some time in Australia, which I think is awesome. Yeah. Um, you know, and then you're, you're back in, in Northern Utah and, and you're at a campsite camping and all yeah. of a sudden the most, uh, famous, uh, person in Cache Valley lacrosse history is camping right next to you. Yeah. Diana Cannell and her, and her little boys at the time. And, and I always, you know, I taught my son how to play. And so we, always, he always had a little stick and, and so we'd, we'd go camp and we'd always get him out and we'd throw around and we're throwing a, and a ball rolls underneath the trailer. And I'm like, where'd that come from? And walk over there and there's the camel boys, all, all four of them are throwing around and, and, um, Diana jumped over and says, do you play lacrosse? I knew Diana pretty well at the time. And, and I says, well, you know, I, I played, I played in the past and I just, it's just something that my son and I are doing and she pretty much hired me on the spot to be the, the new fourth, fifth grade coach. Um, and, and her, her plea was that, that not a single parent has ever picked up a stick except for me. So that qualified me to be the, not only a coach, but the head coach. So, um, and, uh, so I got to coach my son for, uh, until he got into the high schools and, uh, it was, that was a lot of fun. A lot of these guys who coach with me now, um, were on that fourth and fifth grade team. And, and that's part of the beauty of lacrosse, right? Like it, it, it just bonds, you know, it, it just builds those bridges. It ties, it ties everything together and, you know, nothing really happens by chance. Um, you know, I'm sure that was your favorite camping spot, but it was also probably hers and just happened to be there on the same day. I, I do want to make just two notes. One is that I want to offer a, an apology to Diana because I've always said Canel. <laughs> And I've always pronounced her name, her last name, Ryan, her sons too. And, and so I want to uh, make that apology. But then uh, my second kind of point there is, is I'm, she's, I, I've, I've talked to Diana several times and she doesn't seem like a type of lady that takes no well. And so I'm sure that uh, she was probably pretty persuasive in getting you to come out and coach. Yeah. There's been four times where Diane been the tipping point of coming and coaching lacrosse where she's been very convincing and, and, um, but part of it is because of the program she runs and she's, um, she does such an amazing job. And, and our, our, our team mom now, um, uh, Mick Sampson, who's actually her, actually Diana's sister-in-law 
Um, uh, she's, she is, uh, she's equally as impressive. She gives tons and tons of time and loves the sport, loves the boys. And it makes it really, really easy to coach when you have these, these great club presidents that, that care about the game as much as you do and, and the boys as much as you do. So Diana, Diana is a hero in my eyes. And, and she's, she's one of the reasons I've come back to the game so many times, I think. And, and just a quick segue, I don't know if a lot of people know this, but there's, there's turf fields up there. Yep. And she and I'm sure others were instrumental in, in raising over a million dollars to get these lacrosse, you know, heavily lacrosse specific lines and, and fields put in place. And, uh, you know, there's great tournaments that are always up there and just a huge lift to, to get that accomplished. Yeah, it was, I remember when she first came to me and I just, <laughs> I said, Diana, that's a big lift. Um, and it's going to take a lot. And she just said, yeah, it will. So do you want to help? And, <laughs> and that was kind of the way she, she did it. She just got a lot of people involved and, and the Elk Ridge parks are a combination of partnership between Aggies FC soccer and, um, and Green Canyon Bobcat lacrosse. And um, together they were able to do a huge fundraiser, get the, get the land um, and then, and build really top notch fields. I don't know if you know this, but I, this is what I've heard. And, and I, I, I got to confirm it, but we got the turf that was supposed to go in um, the Cowboy stadium, but Jerry Jones didn't like the exact color of it. So it just timed out right that it came available about the time we were looking for it. So Diana was able to even get a better price on the turf and, you know, but that field is, is top notch. And, um, and, and it, it, it's a big, a, a huge part because of what Diana did. And, and then, and that, then that was gifted back to North Logan city. And now North Logan city maintains and, and manages those, those fields and, and gives us priority when we schedule in the spring. So it's been a real gift to the community. And, um, you know, it's, uh, it's definitely helped build our programs up here. Totally. And, and just a, a great place to play. It's pretty scenic. It's, it's a great little spot. Um, so you're coaching, you're coaching your son here in fourth grade, you follow him up until he gets to high school. And, yep. and that's at Skyview in sort of the early 2010s. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. I think it was like 2011 or so. And, and yeah, so he played for a year or so. And then the head coach decided that he would, um, he was done. He'd spent great guy, um, just had to go follow some other things. And so that was the second time Diana tapped me and, <laughs> and was very convincing. And, and I was a little overwhelmed by it, you know, um, head coach at a high school. Um, but at, you know, at the time, and I guess, I guess this is one of the reasons I love lacrosse is that, you know, I reached out to probably, I don't know, eight or nine people and other coaches that I knew and just said, Hey, I, you know, I, I need a new set of drills and stuff as I'm coaching for, a high school. And it just like, it was just like volumes came like, here, let us help you with this and try this and hear some videos and some different things. And, 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 um, you know, it really was that lacrosse community that kind of helped me, um, put together, you know, a strategy and a plan and, and really pretty good team. It was, you know, the team went from like a, a, the, a three and 13 team the year that I took it over. Um, well, the first year I took it over, we flipped that and we're 13 and three, and then we um, were 19 and 0 state champions that year. And then the next year, I think it was like a 14 and three. So had some really good turnarounds and great kids and the program was strong. And, um, and it was really kind of a fun time. And my son was a senior the year that we won the state championship. So that's something I'll be able to have forever, really. And, and was that at Park City? 
Um, we played at Park City and we played against Syracuse. That's right. So okay. yeah, one of my one of my best teammates and, and really one of my closest friends and somebody I just love and admire is uh, Jay Myers was the head coach and his son Connor was like an all American face off mm-hmm. guy and yep. we were scared to death of him because he was so good and he ended up blowing his ACL in the in the quarterfinal game. That's right. And um, and so it, it was a pretty it was a fairly easy victory because um, they had really lost this this great player in Connor, but. Um, we ended up letting him do a ceremonial uh, face-off in the fourth quarter. And it, all, everybody in the team except for one kid knew that that's what we were doing. And as Connor came down, he jumped him. And <laughs> our own players, like, ripped a, <laughs> just about ripped him a, a piece because he was uh, didn't know that we were supposed to leave Connor alone. And, um, and uh, fortunately, he didn't hurt his knee worse. But Yeah, no, I I remember that. That was the first year that I had done Utah Lacrosse News, and so that was the first championship that I was covering. Um, And, yeah, Connor was an incredible player. You had some studs on your own team, though, Coach. Don't don't discount that fact. Yeah, we did. We had some great kids. In fact, some of them are uh, back coaching with me, uh, Jordan Israelson and Brock Howling. And then also just picked up another kid. uh, His name is uh, Ben Watine, who played for – he was a senior the following year. Um, Tanner Crandall, another, another guy that played on, on that team and then ended up following me at Utah state and playing for me up there as well. So. And and you mentioned a blessing in my life to have these, these guys around me. So. Absolutely. And and after Skyview, uh, you know, there was a period where you went and coached at Utah state for a year. Yep. Talk about just the, the differences between coaching, you know, at Skyview and then at Utah state. Um, well, yeah, I mean, we had, we had a really a great group of guys. We had probably 40 that showed up to our, our fall ball. And then, um, a lot of really great players from the state out of state. Um, and, um, uh, you know, it, it is different. I mean, I mentioned how strong, how, how great having a strong club is to have people like Diana and, and, um, and Mick there with you and, you know, get the university is you're kind of on your own. Um, and, you know, they had some pretty strict rules where they said, you know, we're not going to pay coaches. And, and I found the books were kind of, you know, not very clean. So I, we just kind of went transparency um, is number one. Let's, let's build a great program. And, and we, I don't know, it just, it was, uh, it was tough. And, and I was making a transition. I was teaching at Utah State at the time and um, kind of transitioned out of a job and, and went to go work with Intermountain Healthcare for a while. So for me, it was it was kind of a natural transition out, um, but I love I love coaching that year. We had we had a, an incredible fall. We went to Arizona and uh, I actually went down to the best of the West and did really well, and um, you know beat beat a good UNLV team and a good UCLA team and um, and uh, and then and then our spring season we went as far as uh, uh, University of Arizona in Tucson and as far as north as Boulder, Colorado. Um, and, you know, played the, that MCLA, uh, number one bracket, including Utah and BYU. That was the first year that, that coach Holman was, was coaching BYU, uh, coaching Utah. So there was that tons of energy and excitement around what was going on with, uh, you know, Utah. And it was a fun time. Um, it's just my kind of my professional life made a bit of a pivot. So, um, I really only was there for one year. Sure. And, and that's when Utah state was in that MCLA D one and, uh, it was a tricky conference, <laughs> like yeah. you mentioned, lots, lots of great teams, lots of great lacrosse. And, um, then af- after that, you, you 
picked up a, a seventh and eighth grade team. And, and those kids are now uh, the seniors on this, on your green Canyon team. So you've been with them this whole time. Talk about just sort of that seventh, eighth grade team. And then also, you know, what it's like being at uh, green Canyon. Well, I thought I was done. Um, in fact, I was, I'd started a couple of businesses and we we're doing pretty well. And Diana, once again, sort of tapped me and said, Hey, will you come help us? Um, because we're seeing, you know, I, I don't know if other, other teams have seen this, but a lot of excitement in the junior program. And then that seventh, eighth grade age is when kids like decide, am I playing or not? And so they, they were kind of losing some kids. And so I grabbed a couple of my ex players, past players, and we, um, you know, we put together a three person coaching staff and great kids, big, big group. And, um, and so I've known, I've known these guys since they were, you know, fifth and sixth grade or no seventh and eighth graders. And now they're seniors and a couple of, of juniors. And, um, it's been really cool to see them develop. And, um, some of them had a tough go cause they came in and they, you know, they played behind some, uh, four-year starters, uh, guys like Jake Lundeen from last year, Mason Anderson, um, just some, you know, amazing, uh, talent and they, they never they never acted like the twos. They always were ready to be the ones. They were always, they've always practiced hard and played hard, loved the game. And it's really fun to see them kind of emerging this year, make this is their senior year. Um, and, uh, and so it's, it, it, it's going to be a special year for us um, for sure. And, and you had, like you mentioned, a bunch of great players from last year. Um, you know, it's, it was a, one of your bigger classes and, and you guys ended up being in that class, a bracket, um, you know, some, a couple yep. battles and then eventually, uh, you know, fell to Olympus, which is, uh, nothing to be ashamed of coach. Um, no. what, what does, what does your region look like this year? What, what do you expect out of, out of the wolves? Um, well, so the, uh, it was, it was nice to get recognized by Utah, uh, lacrosse news is the, you know, number one in region. Um, we, we were undefeated region champs last year. And so we were, we were hoping we would get that, that vote this year by the coaches. Um, Skyview in, and green Canyon is, is just a, it's going to be a battle every year. Um, they, a lot of those kids played on that seventh and eighth grade team. So I love a lot of them, uh, love them all. I mean, they're great kids. Um, they were, they're working hard too. So it'll, it'll be, um, those two games we play home and away, um, will be two awesome games, I'm sure. Um, and, uh, and Ridgeline with clay, um, and, um, they, they actually have a really pretty incredible offensive court or defensive coordinator a guy named Aaron Quiggle, who was, who was my defensive coordinator when we won state championship and his, he now has a boy in high school at Ridgeline. And so that's a great coaching staff and, Mountain Crest has has a, a new coach who just seems like he's full of energy and players love playing for him. It seems like we played him in fall a couple of times. And and so that's looking really good. And, you know, Bear River's just Bear River. They're just a strong team. And um, and and so the region, I think, is going to be is going to be tough this year. And it's and, it, and it's, it's what everybody wants, which is really good lacrosse. And, you know, Logan has great tradition. And, um, you know, I know I know Coach Olson. Uh, over there has had kind of some tough things with family and, and, um, and uh, so I know he's stepping down, but they've got some other great coaches that have been part of his staff that are stepping up. And so I think it's going to be a good region. Um, and, um, and uh, it's, it's, you know, it's the plus and minuses. It's a, we, our regions decided to do home and away. So we play everybody twice. 
So that's good. It makes it so we can't play other teams that we traditionally used to play like, like Weber and box elder and Farmington and Davis and Roy that you normally were playing. Um, and, um, but you know, it, it'll, I think it'll, it'll toughen up our, our region. Um, and, uh, and hopefully it'll continue to grow up here in the North. Yeah, definitely. And, and, you know, with the new system, the new playoff system, uh, you guys are 4A and that region's 4A and then you'll play uh, whatever and teams end up coming out of, I think it's region 10, if I'm not mistaken, uh, which, which is Juan Diego, Judge, Waterford and UMA. And so it's kind of this nice little, you know, obviously it's fun to have big, big brackets and stuff, but the 4A is going to be this nice little bracket and, and coach, you got to like your chances in it. Yeah, yeah, we do. And, and I mean, that, that, that's a double-edged sword, right? Where you're going in and saying, hey, there's not this big, huge pool of, of teams. And, and, um, and, you know, we were, we were looking down the barrel of the gun at Corner Canyons and the Olympuses and, and Park Cities and Brightons and Mountain Ridge and, you know, Farmingtons and all those schools uh, last year um, going in the playoffs and kind of just like hoping that we got the right draw. I think we got a tough draw given that, you know, Olympus was a great – that was a great game though. Um, and then this year, um, just a smaller, a smaller pool that you don't, you don't want to be complacent at all. Cause it's lacrosse and anything can happen. Um, and there's some great teams out there, great players, great coaches. And so we're just going to take the team. We're going to take the, the season, um, um, just like we did last year. We'll set our goals. Uh, we're going to focus game by game, um, focus on what we can do to be competitive um, do a little scouting, but mainly it's going to be about us and what, what we need to do to get better every game. Um, and I think it's going to be a fun year. So we're looking forward to it. And, and you mentioned your region schedule, which we talked about, but, but you're doing a couple of cool things here before region play. And, and one is you're hosting um, sort of a tournament with a bunch of different teams, including, you know, you're going to play Viewmont, Lone Peak and Mountain Ridge um, in, in sort of a little tournament at, at your facility there. Yep. Talk about sort of what goes into something like that and, and talk about, you know, these teams that are coming in. Well, it, originally the idea, and it actually came out of a, a, a class I teach called sports and uh, event marketing. And um, the students, I said, I want you to come up with something, um, you know, that would be a really cool event, a cool sporting event. And I had a few lacrosse players in the class and, and they decided, hey, we should have an invitational tournament. Um, you know, could we do something where maybe we invite the top 15, 20 teams in the state? give them a guaranteed game. So we do it inside because we've got this great RSL facility that's right on our campus. And, you know, we have access to the, the lob center up at Utah state. And so it, it really started with ideas from some of the students. And, and um, so we developed a little bit, put out the invitation. And originally we were looking at a two day tournament um, and we had quite a bit of interest until um, a lot of the coaches started working with their, their ADs and their districts on travel policy. And I don't know if you know this, but, um, you know, it used to be four boys to a room and then it went to two boys to a room. And I think some districts have dropped it to one, um, mm. just, and, and you think about the cost of that and bringing, you know, 35, uh, players plus coaches and doing an overnighter, that's a couple grand. And so some of those teams that were very interested said, look, we just don't have it in our budget. Uh, we can't make it work. And so I reached out to the kind of the first five that were, that said they wanted to to, to come to the tournament and said, what if we do something where instead of making it like a fundraiser for us, let's just split the cost. Let's do one day. Um, we'll, we'll start the day early. Uh, first game will start at noon. We'll be done by, you know, eight 30, nine o'clock at night. Um, 
and, uh, and let's try to get three games for everybody. And so, um, you know, uh, Lone Peak, uh, you know, Coach Tucker was the first in. He's like, yeah, we'll stick with you. And then Mountain Ridge came in. And then um, Roy and Viewmont. Um, Viewmont kind of came in a little bit later, and we kind of made space for him. And so, you know, we ha- I think it's going to be a good tournament. Um, it'll definitely, you know, get us woken up early in the season playing both Lone Peak and Mountain Ridge. Um, and then Roy is always a tough, tough team to play. And, and, and I don't know much about Viewmont, but we're excited to have them come up as well. Absolutely. And that, and that's on Friday, uh, March 11th there at the, uh, RSL facility, like you mentioned in Logan. Yep. And then coach, after that, you go, you host Brighton. Yes. You we host, host next week, host Olympus. Yep. And then our away to park city. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. And then we finish, we finish our preseason with Waterford at their site as well. That's right. So certainly uh, you're not shying away from any competition there. And a couple of rematches on the schedule from last year should uh, should make the opening couple of games for you pretty interesting. Yeah. And you know, it, it, it's interesting. It came from the players. We were talking about it. And when Park City, the opportunity to play Park City came up, um, I said, guys, we have a we have a pretty stiff schedule. And and what do you think? And they're like, you know what? And, and actually, one of our captains said, you know, coach, we, we got to play great teams if we're going to be a great team. And, um, you know, kind of kind of hits you in the heart with that. You realize these kids want to be competitive. Um, they, they realize what the risk is, um, you know, playing really good teams. We, we, we had a battle against Corner Canyon last year. Um, early in our, er, in our season, I think we learned more about our strengths and weaknesses in that one game um, than really anything else we did the whole season. So they see that, they welcome it, um, and just say, let's, let's just go be competitive. And that makes me really proud of them. Definitely. And, you know, the, the beauty of lacrosse is that uh, the results on the field will will tell you, you know, who's better or whatnot. But uh, obviously getting better as a team is will pay dividends as the season progresses. Any anything you want to talk about uh, regarding, you know, sort of your lacrosse uh, career? Any any uh, anything else you want to hit on before I have a couple more questions for you? Um, gosh, I don't know. I mean, I just feel like I've been been pretty blessed. This is a. Uh... Uh, you know, for somebody in their kind of their fifth career and, and, um, and being around a sport you love and being around um, these, these young athletes are kind of at a critical point in their life. I, I sort of feel like this is as much a, of a calling um, than anything else where, you know, I'm able to, um, I don't know, be, be able to do something I really enjoy. And, and I love the teaching part of it as well. Um, and I, you know, it's a great school, super supportive. Um, um, you know, we, we, we were talking the other day about, you know, our Skyview game at home and, and we're going to build like a football game. We're going to bring in food trucks. We're going to, you know, we're going to do burger giveaways. We're going to do, we'll have cheerleaders there. We're going to, you know, and, and, and there's energy around it, which is, which is really what we were hoping um, when we started talking about sanctioning is that the student body will start getting behind it. The school will get behind it. The community gets behind it. And, you know, and we have we have a really awesome spring athletic event, and um, and we had that last year. We had it with our regional playoff. We had it when we played Waterford here for the the first round. And um, you talk to the student body, and they're like, "We can't wait for lacrosse." And that that's kind of what that was part of the vision when we you know started doing this. Is that you know let's just make it something where where it'll grab a lot of kids will gravitate to, will want to be a part of the program and. And, and I think we're, we're starting to kind of get there. And, uh, and that makes me really excited. 
Definitely, you know, and there's a there's a lot to that. Yeah, um, I I think having uh, events right, like where the game is just part of the event, um, yeah. is is a big step for our sport. And I think the more schools that kind of catch on to that concept, the better. Obviously, that starts with you know probably seven o'clock games on Fridays, and and sometimes that isn't possible, but. Uh, I, I think well, one of the cool things is Tim is our region came through and we had the discussion last year and they were like, there's no way, there's no way we're doing night games. We'll do one and that's it. And then this year we sat down and talk about it. They said, Hey, let's, let's, let's do night games. Let's have varsity at seven. We'll do JB at five. And you know, it helped the, the bear river got a new field. So they were excited about it because they want to be able to play on their turf. Um, as the other schools are, you know, more open and, and, and actually super supportive of lacrosse and getting them out there and getting the lights on. Um, it's, it is creating more of that fun kind of an atmosphere for, especially for some of the, the inner region rivalry games. Absolutely. And it, and it's just fun to see that it's fun to see the, the sport growing in cash Valley. Did you ever, you know, back flashback to the to the eighties. Did you ever think that, you know, first of all, there'd be a couple high schools in the Valley. And then second of all, that there'd be sanctioned lacrosse. No, well, no, um, no. So, I mean, back then it was, uh, you know, I, I, I mean, we had, we had, we had, I think we had a great team, but um, it was just kind of always one of those things. This would be a fun thing to play your whole life and just stay, stay healthy. But um, no, it's, it's, it's been really cool to watch what's happened in the state. Um, a lot of the people that have moved in and brought a lot of their experience and knowledge, you know, from other states that have a lot of lacrosse tradition. And I remember sitting in that room that first year as a coach and you've got all these guys from the East coast and to come in for the private schools. And, you know, you just, you're I just in awe about the, the amount of lacrosse experience in the room and kind of a little intimidated by it. And, and, um, but I think, you know, a lot of good people working together has kind of made, made what the community is today. And I think it's just going to get better too. Absolutely. At, at, along those lines, what are, who are some of your coaching mentors or people you look up to in the sport and, and what sort of resources are you using, you know, to get, to get more knowledge? Well, I mean, you know, we have a great play, uh, a coaches rep in Jeff, um, you know, he's, he's, he's unbelievable. He's kind of unstoppable. I can't believe how many hours he puts in um, on behalf of the coaches and the teams and, and giving us guidance and direction. And so he's, he's a bit of a, of a hero there. Um, you know, a guy like Jay Meyer, who um, I played with, he was an incredible player, far better than I ever was. Um, you know, when, when, when I kind of rediscovered that friendship and he was coaching at, at Syracuse and, you know, his love for the game kind of got me, you know, pretty inspired there. And, um, you know, I, uh, and I, you know, I gotta say, I, I, when, when I got to meet coach Holman the first time and, and, uh, sat down with him and, um, you know, and, and kind of learned what he was looking to do at, at, at Utah. And I I'd love to get to know this new coach. He seems like an amazing guy. Um, and, uh, you know, and actually before that coach lamb, um, I'm still kind of in contact with coach lamb out at Southern Virginia, um, he's been really good to, to kind of create a pipeline. So I've had kids that are interested in playing out there. Um, as you know, Coach Lamb was like, I think, what, three, four-time national champion when he was at BYU uh, coach and, and went on to Adams State and then went to um, uh, Notre Dame and now is at Southern Virginia. Um, you know, just um, some really pretty awesome guys. Guys like Bruce Tucker, um, you know, just just a solid, solid coach, always willing to kind of share his thoughts and, and – um, 
and suggestions. Even though you're playing each other, there's always this kind of consultation before and after. And um, so, no, I'm just, I'm just, I, I think, I think there's just a whole mess of great coaches in the state. Definitely. And it, and it's exciting to, you know, hear you talk about the different ones from all across the state. Tell me, tell me, coach, what's, this is my last question for you. What's your favorite lacrosse memory? Um, without a doubt, um, in Park City when we won the state championship. And I had one player that was um, a particularly um, – he, he was a tough kid, uh, Tanner Durier, right, one of the yeah. top defenders in the state that, that year. And he was tough because he wanted it really, really bad. And so he was – not really critical, but you know, as a player and as a coach, you're always like, man, that kid, well, he's just back off a little bit. And as we were running across the field, um, after the, you know, final whistle and, um, you know, just that embrace. And he just, you know, told me how proud he was to have me as his coach and, and, you know, thanking me for what, what had just happened. And, you know, those kind of moments, you're kind of like, you, you can kind of see that connection and, and Tanner and I are still close. We talk, you know, back and forth. He's up in Boise right now. And, um, He's a personal trainer up there and very successful at it. And, um, you know, and I think probably kind of the bigger moment that transponds even that is that, you know, my coaching staff are made up of past players and, um, and it means a tremendous amount to me that they would come back and give back to the game, um, love the game, uh, actually challenge me as a head coach um, in, you know, some of the new techniques and drills that they're putting in um, and, um, and always looking to improve. So, um, I think it's that connection with players that, that, that means so much. Definitely. And, and, uh, last sort of parting thought here, uh, last year you were awarded, uh, as the, the coach of the year for Utah, it's an award given actually by the national federation of the state high school associations. And, uh, you know, I think coach that pretty much sums up, uh, this podcast, right. You're, uh, everything you're doing, it's, you know, uh, positive and, and just helping the sport really grow. And, um, it's, it's been an honor to, to have you on the podcast today. And I, and, uh, I'm sure, uh, we'll see each other on the sidelines this year. Well, thank you, Tim. And I really appreciate that. I, that, that award kind of hit me sideways and, um, and, uh, and, and I don't think at the time I realized, um, <laughs> how big of a deal it was. I know our AD got it, um, when she was, uh, um, coaching tennis and had a couple state teams and, and, um, I just, it, I'm just, I'm incredibly honored by that. And, and, um, you know, it's just, uh, it's those nice things around the edges when you, you get some recognition, but as you know, that's, that's just a, a small part of why you do what you do. And so, um, once again, I appreciate it, appreciate all you do. Um, and, um, you know, I think, uh, I think we're just going to keep getting better and better in the state of Utah. And uh, I'm just excited to be a part of it. Absolutely. Thanks again, coach and, uh, best of luck to green Canyon this year. Okay. Thank you, Tim.